Hello and welcome to another episode of the Point Forward Podcast. We are recording on a Thursday night after some technical difficulties experienced on Wednesday. So we've got some more games to talk about. The series are a little farther along and to break it all down here to, to talk about all of these games with me. PJ, what's going on, homie? What up? So explain hey. explain to hey. me what do you think uh, what do you think the property taxes are like in Lebronto? <laughs> this joke was pretty good last time we tried this, but but now this I have time a fun it's name even for it. it's even a more fun name. So, uh, you know what? I you think real estate times. I think real estate is really appreciating well up there after tonight. But does he he only sets the Yeah, he's setting he's the, the market. That owns it. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the president of Toronto. LeBron James, he's a dictator. He sets the property tax. It's skyrocketing. I wonder if you can make, like, the Raptors, like, hit themselves since he's so far in their heads. Like, he just can turn them into his own mime. He just, like, makes Kyle Lowry slap himself in the face. (laughs) Uh, Maybe. At this point, I'm willing. You can... You can make me believe just about anything that. LeBron or do you think it's more of like do. an inception? It's more of an inception state type thing where LeBron just is so far. He went like three levels in and just basically told them, "Anytime you play me, you will choke, and you have no chance of stopping me." I do think that he is in the Raptors' heads now, especially Kyle, like Kyle Lowry. And- oh, you think now he is? You don't think? Well. He was I th- there. I think he probably. I think he pro. Yes, but I think that now more than ever, it's just getting worse. He's Freddy Krueger in the fuck out of them. That's how far in his head they are. I was thinking today how fun because you know the narrative for the rat. I mean, the Cavs could have gotten knocked out of the playoffs a week ago. You know, last Sunday against the Pacers nah. in Game Seven, they they won, but they won by five points in a Game Seven. It's not like one thing goes the other way, they end up getting bounced from that series. And now they're up 2 nothing after winning the first two games in Toronto and all things are pointing towards a sweep or, you know, at worst, five games here. Two years ago, they won in yeah. six games against Toronto, and Toronto was tied with them 2-2. You know, I mean, it was like... It's just really funny to me that this Cavs team... That people have been so low on and, and I do get the arguments as to why well th- this team is up 2 nothing on Toronto when two years ago with Kyrie they won in 6 it just goes to show you like if you if you can get top tier performances out of LeBron and get some guys to step up and help him it just really doesn't matter yeah I mean at least, in, at I, least playing against the Eastern like, Conference right I will uh, play my broken record role uh, when it comes to LeBron James takes, and once again, repeat, until someone actually does it, I'm not going to believe it. As far as him losing and, and not being Beating a favorite him. in the series, the fact that people were trying to push the narrative that they were the underdogs in this was stupid, um, and the simple fact that yeah, the Raptors are going to Raptors, and I mean it's. They, I thought in game one, it was like the fact that they lost that game is was telling that it was just it wasn't 
it wasn't going to be the series people were trying to make it, and you weren't going to be able to sell me on that uh, because LeBron did not have a very LeBron James type game. Um, if you look at performance wise, like granted he had twenty, what he had twenty six, like twelve and eight or something. I mean, like still like a very good stat line for most people. He wasn't very efficient, had some bad turnovers, but then I mean you compare it to what he did tonight, and it's like. Yeah, you have no chance. <laughs> you have no chance, Toronto. And they did do a lot of things, I think, interior-wise, uh, especially in this game, early, to give the Cavs some trouble. But the Cavs did a really, really great job tonight. And I think some of that does have to go to Ty Lue. Um, they were giving all the mismatches. They were putting Kevin Love in perfect situations where he was um, able to do a lot. And um, that's a guy that's been struggling all playoffs. So they finally figured out a way, at least against his Toronto team, to get him in some mismatches, and he took advantage of them. So, I mean, Grant, Toronto, I'm assuming, is going to be able to adjust some of that and figure that out defensively. But nonetheless, uh, it it does kind of feel like after now this game two, like the Cavs are starting to – to gain a little bit more traction, a little more confidence. And the guys they're going with right now, it looks like are going to be the, the, the rotation moving forward. It's, and if you look at it all, it's all veteran dudes. It's, and it's guys that are willing to figure out how, how to play with LeBron and have, uh, some playoff experience. So, I mean, from that perspective, I, I think it's, uh, one, one, of those just really bad signs for Toronto. And, yeah, I, I mean, do I don't know if they win a game. I mean, maybe they win game three, <laughs> first game back in Cleveland, but I don't know if Le- – I, I mean, I think if I'm LeBron, I'm pressing that we try to sweep these fake-ass motherfucking basketball team, get them that F out of here, and all this dumb well, shit. Well, do, do you know – Because we need going, the rest. Going, going back to your point – about them making some defensive adjustments. Do you know what you can't really adjust to? LeBron James making Being seven fadeaways, ridiculous fadeaways on one on one against OG. Like, <laughs> what do you want to do? You want to double him out there? Fine. He had fourteen no, assists tonight. No, I, I, it's not. He, I mean, you can't stop LeBron. I mean, if LeBron's hitting his jumpers and and that's that's happening, you he is unstoppable, and you have to literally try to stop everyone else. <laughs> I've never seen him shoot the ball mid range like that. Oh. I've never seen I've never seen any player since Kobe Bryant really shoot like that consistently. No, he's done that before. I'm that not in a string like that. Ah, dude, I'm not sure about that. He's he's find, had some look. I'm not I know I'm putting you on the spot and I'm kinda of joking here, but like find me the game. Like take some time, find me the game. I wanna see it. Like there's when, there's when at least seen, a couple Miami games that he was doing that shit. See, I, when I think of the because when you look at his numbers tonight, they're unbelievable. I mean, his his previous career high in assists was 14, so he tied that tonight. And you know, he's he I think he's put up 50 in the playoffs, uh, maybe a, yeah. a couple times here. But like 43, 14, and eight, that's up there. And when he's shooting 19 of 28 from the field, that that's uh, that is a monster game, even by LeBron standards. And I, when I when I think of him putting up g- games like this, like in game six, seven, or five, six, and seven against the Warriors, 
two years ago when the Cavs beat them in the finals. It was him playing bully ball and getting to the paint, getting yeah. easy layups, getting in once, not shooting like he did tonight. And it was just because it's definitely like maybe it was because he was tired that he was just like, I feel I really do think against OG, if he wanted to get to the rack and get to the block, he could. It just seemed like he was content with conserving some energy and was like, well, if I can make this fade away, I might as well just keep doing it. And yeah. uh, he just had it rolling tonight. It was yeah. It was I wild. mean, OG I think is a nice player, but they put him in on, on LeBron game one. I didn't like it. I was like pretty surprised that LeBron wasn't able to do more against him. Uh, tonight he was. Uh, so it'll be interesting if you look at that. Do they put Tamar on him? Uh, like how? Because I I think you gotta say oh sorry OG like you're out like we need the next person up to try to be a lebron stopper who would be your guy though i mean demar would be the choice but you need him score like i don't think demar DeRozan right. is at a level where he can do like the because like jimmy was able jimmy butler was able to do it like decently um but that was only for a couple games right because even like when jimmy would play the bulls when or when the he was on the when Bulls, on playing Bulls, yeah. LeBron, like, he would be done by, like, game four. Like, in that series that a couple of years ago, like, Jimmy was done by fourth game. Like, it's – to be down 2-0, though, you almost have to consider going to it, and then you're just going to implore all of these other – but I could see them doubling down with what they have been doing, which was, like, we're not going to let Corver or J.R. Smith – Get, get going and they have to figure out something with Kevin Love and um, I mean you might see more of the Kobe strategy where it's like we're gonna if, if we're gonna lose we're gonna have you know Kobe be that was always kind of the one one approach people had with Kobe was like, alright well let's see if Kobe can beat us on his own um, LeBron is a much better playmaker and isn't just like a pure scorer so um that does put him in an uncomfortable situation sometimes where he is looking to make plays and get other guys open. So, I mean, that would be my one thing. Maybe that's the way you go, but I don't know if you, I mean, when you're down too well like that and yeah, like we've been saying, you've, you've got a guy that's so far in your, your team's head that I'm just not sure. Cause even when they're up, it's just, the minute the Cavs get a little bit going, it's just like, oh, here we go again. Like you just can well, feel that with them on the court. You can just see that their body, everything. It's just. I do. I do think that we need to give a shout LeBron out. Coming. I think we need to give a shout out to Kevin Love tonight because, like, they probably didn't need Kevin Love. They definitely didn't need Kevin Love to have as good of a game as he did tonight in order to get a win. But it, it didn't hurt, and it definitely made. I think that it allowed the Cavs to especially at the beginning of the third quarter when they extended the lead that you kind of see those buttholes loosen up a little bit. They didn't have to play as tight. LeBron could afford to to play a little more ISO, especially in the fourth quarter, and that was because Kevin Love actually started hitting some shots. He finished at 31-11 tonight. He was really, really good um, and finally started making some shots, getting the free throw line 7-7 seven seven there. Uh, and this, if that's what you're, if that's the Kevin Love they're getting for the rest of the season or for the rest of the series at least, it's going to be rough going for the Raptors. Yeah, and I, 
I don't know if it's like yeah, you said. I don't know if they need the Kevin Love game tonight, but I think they need a Kevin Love game or two down the line. So if this is gonna be what, yeah, gets him going and, and gets him involved in the offense more, um, that's that's the Cavs are gonna need that at some point in these playoffs, especially just to get to the finals and, and be in a, a status where they can, you know, actually give the Warriors some sort of a challenge. Um, but, yeah, you saying clinch buttholes uh, just made me think of just how absent Rodney Hood has been from so much of. Oh, my. Oh, my Lanta. 12 minutes been, tonight, zero points. Yeah. Him um, getting him getting traded has lost so much money for him. I mean, he's having a nice yeah. season for Utah. He was at least going to get paid, you know, I, I would guess. I don't know if Utah was going to pay him. I think Utah was ready to let him walk. Yeah, I, I don't know either. But I, I do know that it has not been a good look on the Cavs. But let's uh, let's move on to the other series, Philadelphia and Boston. Wow, the only other are... thing I wanted to – oh, I just said one more. was just the Tristan Thompson. Uh, I mean, granted, he didn't play well tonight. But um, before that had been – I mean, game one was really great. Had a nice stretch leading into tonight, for sure. Game seven was really great. I mean, and you look, he a DMP in game two, three, and five, and really had done nothing uh, else really before game seven in that uh, Indiana series. Um, So I think he's just another key dude for them that they need to have be consistent. And and he did get hit in the eye, too. Uh, Kyle, that Lowry, uh, Kyle Lowry elbow. So I think that kind of that may have right uh, been part of it too. But um, yeah, I'm kind of just yeah, just looking at this this team, and it's just yeah, you look at who was leading the Cavs in minutes. It was Jr. LeBron, K. Love, George Hill, Kyle Korver, and Jeff Green were like the main dudes. All played over. I mean, all these guys played over 25 minutes. Jeff Green played like 20. Um, well, Jeff Green has been he's been solid through two games tonight. Four six from three, which is all you really need from him is like, hey, shoot 50 percent from three, and great. Yeah, Cavs didn't even shoot that many. I mean, Cavs Cavs just shot unbelievable tonight. A lot of that because of K Love and LeBron, but still, they're role players who weren't shooting nearly as much. Still, all. We're shooting really well. Anyway, um, yeah, Tristan Thompson. I I don't see that. I don't think that we're going to see a lot of two point two rebound outputs from him going forward, uh, unless K Love stays super hot like he he was tonight. Um, but we'll see. Yeah. Uh, but Dem- anyway, Demar Demar after the game said we thrive off adversity. Um, but a do you t- though? Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Well, Not against the Cavs, though. So here's a little Tom Habistro, uh stat he put up. Uh, so the the Raptors have lost eight straight playoff games to the Cavs by a total of 154 points of point differential. It's almost 20 points a game. <laughs> that's a lot of that's a lot of points. Fuck out of here, Raptors! You Fuck didn't fool me boy. for one second. You fooled a bunch of other people, but. Nice, I don't, I didn't nice regular season second. team. Nice Raptors going to Raptors, baby. Uh, 
good thing that you and I don't know a ton of Raptors fans. I we I don't know. I don't think we know any Raptors fans, but I, I would definitely. Get, I would definitely not them. making any more. I would be. I would be actually like in trouble for cyberbullying if I knew a Raptor or like a legitimate Toronto Raptors fan. Except I do want to watch that uh, Vince Carter uh, show that's the Uninterrupted's doing on Netflix. Oh, I haven't heard about the Carter this. Effect. It's. Uh, I mean. I, looks, I love I, Vince Carter. Yeah, dude, this looks interesting. It's like basically, I think like his influence on like basketball in Toronto and Canada and all that stuff. Wow. Or just maybe his like life, but he's so interesting to me. <laughs> he's awesome. He's quite the guy. He got some negative publicity towards the end of the year here because he he undercut Patrick McCall a little bit, and McCall ended up being okay. He's actually working. Yeah, from injury I mean right now, but. Yeah, but he was like the fact that guy's still playing basketball. He was devastated, and he's gonna play next year. Guy should keep playing until he, he literally can't play anymore. He's, he, I mean, LeBron, LeBron, we'll see. I mean, Vince might play longer than LeBron, and I mean, as far as like how many years he stays in the league, like Vince, Vince Carter is, right now, is, Vince could is continue he, to be a role player yeah. for a, a while. Vince Carter, in, in like a weird way, is kind of just the Bartolo Colon of the NBA right now. Um, before we move on to Boston, Philly, I, I meant to ask you before, like right when we started recording, but describe what exactly happened that prevented us from being able to record last night. Because I'm, oh, I'm still yeah. not sure I have a great picture as to, as to what was going on near your apartment. So, yeah, this is really going to test my radio abilities here. So no, we were recording last night, and then literally in the middle of it, my power in my apartment went out. And earlier, when I had returned home from work, um, the fire department was outside by one of the transponders, like up on where all your your electrical cord, uh, everything is flowing through. And there was a guy on the balcony saying, "Oh, there was like sparks coming out of it. Fire. There was nothing going on when I was there, but they were there." So. Looks like fire department left, called ComEd, uh, which is the utility company out here in Chicago, and uh, they were working on or something. But when we went out, I was like, I had heard some sirens come in, or I just heard like a lot of clamoring in the streets. But I, went, I, I recalled that, went outside, and sure enough, that transformer, whatever, was like sparkling. There was just like sparks shooting out of it, there was smoke, like some flames uh so it was like on fire um so we had no power and it was like really humid yesterday so me and my roommate we just kind of hung out and waited for the power to get come back on smoked some cigars outside and just hung out but (laughs) you got to you got to unplug for a little while yeah well i was still on my phone trying to watch like update with the raptor (laughs) the houston houston game but But yeah no wi-fi no Wi-Fi, no and I didn't, uh, yeah, so as far as that, when we get to that game, I saw the fourth, <laughs> some of the fourth quarter, but uh, because of that, yeah, I didn't get to see that full, the full Donovan Mitchell show until a little bit later, but yeah, it was kind of a little bit of, a, and it was like very much so like that Dane Cook uh, skit where just like everyone's walking out of their apartments, oh, I was doing, this, you know, whatever. Right. Um, there's just like some goofy things that were going on in the streets, just like no power, people kind of oblivious and just being really kind of stupid. But 
I just gotta sit and smoke a cigar and watch it all unfold. Yeah, I really hope that uh, that doesn't happen again, and I especially hope that that doesn't happen tonight. But well, it was like raining and stuff yesterday too, so that was added playing to into it. it. Okay. Well, I think we're good. I hope so. <laughs> Hopefully, you probably just you probably just if you've gotten us. this far, we may have jinxed ourselves, but at least you got up to date LeBron takes. So. Philly and Boston are in the fourth quarter right now. Philly has blown a pretty sizable lead and is, is down by four points. Um, Boston unexpectedly won handily in game one where Rozier and Al Horford were just out of their mind. And Embiid have a, had a great game, but no one else in the Sixers really really showed up. Um it's been a weird yeah. series and we, we talked about you know, we talked about this yesterday, Peach, but I I just think the the Celtics are at home are are a much different team than Celtics away. I don't think this team is gonna is gonna be playing like this when they get to Philly. Uh, and I really like Philly. I really like Philly in, in five or six going into this series. Uh, that definitely a little more scared about that now, but I, I would still I would still lean towards picking Philly from here on out just because of their talent. Yeah, I would too. I mean, Philly really only needs to get one in Boston, obviously. Um, the Celtics just play really well at home. And you always do hear that about just – it's kind of the, the one of those constant NBA things. It's just like your role players, your bench guys, they always play really well at home in the playoffs. Uh, Boston's got one of the best crowds. And just as far as energy, that, that team's just really feeding off that right now. Tara's ears like the most confident man in all of basketball. Um, and just for good reason. Yeah, I mean he I mean it's not sustainable what he's doing, but for right now you can't fault him. Um The man I was gonna mention, Robert Covington, just hit a three here, but he really has been awful lately. Um defensively he's been fine, but just uh shooting it's just been atrocious and I mean, Ben Simmons was was decent if you take out all the turnovers he had. Uh, so I, I do think Philly, though, just like talent-wise, they're they're good enough to, and hopefully they're able to steal this uh, game potentially. They're going on a little bit of a run right now. Uh, they're up right now as we're recording. It's ninety-one eighty-eight Philly. So um, the timestamp where we're we're at in the evening. So, oh, I'm much more delayed. So that's ooh, good to know. Sorry, it's okay. Spoilers. It's okay. Uh, so, uh, what what you really have to look at though is like, yeah, where they can get that game, and yeah, maybe it is going to be more of a. I thought it was going to be six games. I thought Boston would definitely get at least two at home, uh, and then Philly be able to steal one, win their three home games. But if Philly's not able to win tonight. Yeah, you're. It's gonna be seven. Uh, you know, so we'll we'll see between this game and game five which one they're able to take from Boston. But I do think when you look at uh, how they played in game one, they did just kind of look rusty in in a lot of ways. Uh, it just they weren't. They were just a little bit off. Everyone was off except for Joel, who is just so effing good, and that's why I'm just. 
I'm just hoping that I don't have the Celtics take out Giannis and and Joel because then I'll just be. I think I'll have to like be a servant to Brad Stevens or something. Like, uh, I mean, yeah, one of these point. years, one of these years, the Bucks actually got to stay in it for a little bit so that we can go to a playoff game. This year it didn't work out, and I'm I'm bummed out. I mean, I went last year, and yeah, they lost. I mean, they got eliminated. <laughs> so, but, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, their whole their whole thing is I'm just I'm pretty much just. I mean, I need them to instead of just saying that they're the better team, even though both series they've lost the last two years, I would argue they were the better team and they lost. But um, it's only it goes so far to say it, and and even though even if people know it, that doesn't mean you're. You still don't get an advance off that. You still have to win the damn games. Um, right. David Fisdale just got hired by the Knicks, so that kind of bums me out. That was my... Yeah, what a smart hire by the Knicks. Yeah, until they nix it up. I'm not, I mean... I think they'll nix it up. T- uh, I think they'll nix it up, too, but you can't you can't blame them for, for hiring a, a, a guy that Knicks fans are actually going to be excited about, that the players are going to be happy with. I mean... Right. When was I the mean, last time the Knicks made a move that you're like, hmm, that's pretty good? Definitely wasn't Tim Hardaway Jr. <laughs> uh, well, Tim Hardaway did five minutes at points, but yeah, uh, they're still Knicks it up. That man is making like, well, good 15, for him. Fifteen, yeah. eighteen million a year. I mean, come on. Yeah, you got but anyway, um, yeah, I, I don't really have I don't have much else to say in this series. It, it's going to be a fun one. I think it's going to go f- six or seven regardless. Uh, and and Philly, it'd be it'd be fun to see Philly go in the next round, just see something different, see a young team go up against most likely the Cavaliers, where we've seen the Celtics Cavs series uh, a handful of times now, and I don't think either of us would would pick pick against the Cavs in that in that. So um, yeah, I mean. I just yeah, I would like to see Philly get the shot against LeBron this year, um, just to kind of see where they're at and their development. Because I mean, depending next on what year, LeBron does next, next year, year it could be even. Well, depending yeah, it's on where shake LeBron up, goes, and the Celtics will be very different. You well, know, yeah, but I'm saying like then if, if yeah, LeBron ends up leaving the Eastern Conference, possibly. I mean, you could be looking at the this this 76ers uh, Celtics doing a little 80s throwback, and these two teams being the one and two t- two seeds in the East for the next three, four seasons. And, you know, you'll be seeing this series hopefully more in an Eastern Conference final setting than a second round with the, the Celtics having to deplete a roster. Right. So let's uh, – you mentioned Donovan Mitchell earlier, so let's just – let's hop in on that series now. Game Utah Jazz. Utah Jazz uh, – who did not look great in game one. Uh, just as a team, Rudy Gobert got outplayed by Clint, Clint Capella, and you, I think they did last night as well, but you said a monster game from uh, or really, like, Donovan Mitchell did not have a great shooting night, but did a great job distributing the ball, playing good defense, and then uh, got a really good contribution off the bench from Alec Burks and Jay Crowder, and then my guy Joe Ingles just keep transition three fucking awesome uh, wow i mean did you see him uh, i did, grab, he, he did played you see more, him grab harden and bring him into their huddle no i didn't uh, 
there's a little clip like yeah at one point like Harden was walking over to his bench and was like step for step with Joel Ingles and he's like walking over to talk to Quinn Snyder and I think it was Donovan Mitchell and I forget who else and he just puts his arm around him because like James Harden was kind of already kind of like trying to hear what they were saying and so he just brings him over and they just kind of look at Quinn Snyder just kind of looks at him and is like alright whatever like but well, it's, it's didn't Trevor funny. Booker Trevor Booker did that with Ty Lue last year I believe yeah but this is like him like Joel Ingles bringing like putting his arm oh no I, no 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 I, I'm, fol- it, yeah. I'm following you it's pretty fun dude Joe Ingles is just such a treasure when it comes to the NBA like this guy he legitimately looks like Toby Flunderson from the office he does I mean he, I I, I can't yeah. believe he's as good as he is and he was amazing last night and um, Jazz tied it up 1-1 winning in Houston which I didn't expect and this could be a fun series. Like I, I, I don't think, you know, I don't think that Jazz have the staying power. I don't think they're going to be able to score at high at a high enough clip to stick with the Rockets. You know, the Rockets didn't have a great showing, uh, just shooting in general as a team. But they they shot ten of 27 percent from three last night. You're not going to get that effort uh, throughout this series. You're gonna, you know, they're going to be in the thirties most of the time. Um, Dude, I, I. You gotta stop. They just showed a clip of three guys walking in the bar, and their name was Gucci Mane, Meek Mill, and Robert Kraft. They're just all on the sideline, like talking. <laughs> no way. It is so Gucci Mane's got a Celtics jersey on, and they cut to Kevin Hart. Like Kevin Hart was sitting. Like I saw Kevin Hart sitting next to Gucci Mane, and was like chirping, and Gucci Mane's like uh, wife was. Like yelling at him to sit down or something, but yeah, just seeing Gucci, Robert Kraft, and Meek Mill all conversing was is quite a sight, folks. Welcome to twenty eighteen. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted your thought. No, Back you're to good. The jazz and Rockets. Well, I, I I think that my only last point was that I wouldn't expect another. I would not expect another game where the Rockets shoot as poorly as they did last night. And, uh, sure. and yeah, I wouldn't expect uh, to get seven threes from uh, from Joe Ingles either. Well, so uh, That you might still see. Uh, <laughs> seven of nine for three, man. Eh? You never I know. love Joe Ingles. He's, he can, Look what Terry Rozier's like, shooting was, right now in the playoffs. Well, if we're going to compare things to that, then anything's possible. Anything's possible. Um, no, all it was really – I mean, the Jazz, I think, have are an interesting team just from the perspective of, of their team defense. and just They might be the best team – of the second-best team defense uh, left in the playoffs. And as far as, like, their style and what they're able to do uh, – they might be like on paper, like the the type of team that could either the Warriors or the the Rockets not necessarily beat them, but just like challenge them enough in this kind of a second round series more than you may think, uh, just based on the talent level. I do agree with you though, like, like scoring wise. I mean, they're going to be able to get a lot of looks, and they just their offense naturally generates open looks and. Uh, but I think for them to really win this series, yeah, you'd have to see Donovan Mitchell 
putting up like 40 points a game <laughs> the, the rest of these games in and uh he hasn't really been able to do that in an efficient clip yet it's you know he's putting up 30 35 shots and is able to put up some crazy big numbers but as well, he Frubio, matures, Frubio comes back then yeah that I mean, that changes that everything yeah but i mean yeah Donovan mitchell last night really was playing the pick and roll really well and was creating getting other guys involved um i think long term like you're gonna see him probably be the point guard of that team uh but they've done a good job of him and rubio playing together right now so it's uh yeah i I could see utah winning at least one more like at home winning a home game because i mean the rockets are tough because it's they're not going to change anything like their offense is pretty much set and I didn't see in the game, from what I was able to see, like there were no points where I was I was worried because the Rockets weren't getting shots that the Rockets normally don't get. Like their offense was still giving them all the looks that they've gotten all year. It just like you said, this weren't shooting well. It was a bad shooting night. That's kind of how this team was structured, though. It's they're banking on eight out of ten times basically they're gonna be able to shoot every team out the gym. And they've been able to do that, and you're going to have these these instances, yeah, where shots just aren't falling, and I think they're comfortable with it. They're not going to be phased out by it. Um, you know, I'm sure if D'Antoni looks at it, I don't really know what he would see from that game uh, to say offensively, like, what they need to do better. Um, I, I just, maybe defensively they'd made a, make a few adjustments. You still um, like how they're defending still- that pick and roll, but... You cite the Rockets, really though. Yeah, win. no, no. Yeah, it's there's no, but the Jazz are just a really interesting team as far as like the second round matchup for because that's just where they're gonna be with this like next couple years even too. Which is, I think the Jazz are good enough to win first round matchups no matter what, and then it's I I don't ever see them not being able to how their current format is and just their their philosophy and, and what they, they teach in that program, they're going to be able to give teams like the Warriors and Rockets enough trouble where it's it's not going to be easy for them. But they just don't have the that potent of an offense yet where you – I mean, they would probably need one more really legitimate score to uh, – to really do something now you make the argument what if gordon hayward was on the team still where you look at the jazz i i mean they'd be a lot more of uh in play with this kind of thing which is crazy to think about if they could have just kept gordon hayward yeah too bad uh too bad he was done pretty early into the year yeah they're uh i hope that this is the last year that you see the celtics where just like well, what could have been last year? Well, no, I'm talking. I'm talking about no. I'm talking about the Jet. If if Gordon Hayward had stayed. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Um, yeah, I mean, are I, pulling away a little bit now. Yeah, I mean, I'm not really sure what the Jazz would have done if they kept Gordon. Like, do they trade up to get Donovan Mitchell? Who's yeah. to say? I think they still may have. But that's just I'm, that's just pure speculation. I, I mean, I. They're, they easily could not have done that Why? if they would have kept Gordon Hayward. They traded Trey Lyles in their They could have definitely done that. I'm not saying they couldn't have. I'm saying that it's 
you could make the argument that they could have went a different direction if they were instead of trying to get a wing or a guard maybe they're trying to get something else that is all I'm saying they may have not traded for I don't know I I let's just play the simple let my simple tiny brain just process where Gordon Hayward with Sylvia and Jazz and what that might have been yeah that team's probably Pretty they probably, probably would have been pushing the Warriors this year for the second seed in the West. That's oh, very yeah. conceivable. Yeah. Um, so I, I do want to talk about it a little bit because we, we didn't really touch on the, the wrapping up of the OKC Jazz Series. Uh, and, you know, a lot, of, a lot of talk around the Thunder the last few days that Donovan's going to so be coming back. I'm done. The Donovan's going to be coming back. That they still want to. Why? That they want to get rid of Mello and move on from him. Which, uh, duh, that that was yeah. not surprising. That they're who's going to do that? They're optimistic that they're going to be able to keep Paul George. And so. this this is going to just going to be one of the the major teams to watch this offseason as far as how the dominoes fall. Because if if Paul George leaves and. You know, if Mello opts in, then what are you doing? You know, like what options do you really have? And you well, can see a very, very sad OKC team next year. I, I mean, them getting those guys on this team this year was pretty impressive. Uh, when you when you go back and just see, I mean, we were both pretty. I was, I mean, definitely was really impressed. They were able to get Paul George and Mello. You know, fast forwarding now, Melo's fucking washed. Definitely is going to happily accept his player option. I don't know who's going to trade and take that $28 million under right. their cap next year. Um, so, I mean, yeah, maybe they can get creative or something, but I think you're probably stuck with Melo. I think Paul George is done with them. I think he's – and really, he needs to get more of the blame from that series. That I mean, Russ, yeah, had his – really had some bad moments and really I think um, lost focus as far as you know who he was playing against like it was the objective was not to stop Ricky Rubio it was to stop the whole Utah Jazz team uh, and just how they ended that I mean I wasn't surprised by it I'm just glad they're done I'm just I'm over that team the teams was super frustrating and they pretty much that series was a microcosm of their entire season of just the inconsistency and just flashes of greatness. But in the end, like I've been saying for a majority of this year now, it was five five guys all just happened to be shooting at the same basket going up against an actual t- basketball team. And, you know, Paul George, if you're supposedly going to be some building block, like, if I my team was about to sign Paul George, I wouldn't be really psyched about it, based on how he's playing these playoffs and stuff. Like, you well, know, it kind of it kind of makes like, he should paper, be a viable second talent. option. Yeah, he should kind of be a fringe first option for you. Like, you should. I mean, if you had like a one A one B type scenario, which was what this was, uh, you should be. Better. Yeah, the fact that he just disappeared is. I mean. But, I mean, that's just kind of – it's always the thing is, like, Russ is – and he, like I'm saying, he definitely deserves a lot of the blame here. But 
he's just such an easy target that you have this kind of role. And I, I do think you can win with Russ. I just think you have to be able to find the right type of guys that can play with him because I don't think you the argument of him adjusting his game makes any sense because you're, you're essentially you're taking away what he is. And I... I think with Russ, everyone at this point should understand, like, you get the good with the bad, and uh, you can't, like, celebrate a guy one minute and then criticize him the next for being that same type of player. But, like, Steven Adams, I think, is a perfect center to play with him. Now you just need to find, like, three other guys that could conceivably go with him. I thought Paul George was the perfect fill-in and was going to be able to do a lot of what they used to do with Kevin Durant. But it really, to me, it's like you just need an actual effing coach. And Billy Donovan looking like a downgrade from Scott Brooks, which I didn't really know was possible. Um, They need someone that has a little bit more offensive creativity and where it's just a guy that can work with Russ and, and, and maybe expand his game. But... I'm not looking for him to change it and, and him to be a completely different player because, you know, you look at LeBron, like, they're LeBron, the way t- guys have to learn to play with LeBron, I think there's the same type of principle and Russ deserves the same type of thing of just he's not as good as LeBron is, but, like, just that type where it's like, all right, you need to understand how to play with this guy and maybe some of that comes with, on Russ to – help guys and be available and to make that possible but yeah F- fuck the thunder man so my thing with russ is that i'm i'm becoming more and and more convinced that if he's your number one guy maybe that's just it's just not gonna work out from a yeah. getting to the final standpoint i i mean i i love russ I think that he's he's a really fun player. I think that he puts up unbelievable numbers. I think that the way that he plays is really unique in the NBA and that very few guys are putting the effort that like I don't, no one plays at the at the effort that Russ does. But um, but, but his he, his lack he of success. He was in the Western Conference Final 3 years ago. It With was KD. like integral. That's yeah, but he was option. doing a lot. That's the number two option. Was he? But some of those games he was. He was the the option. I don't think that you ever roll the ball out on the court with Kevin Durant and Russell Westbrook on the same team, and you're saying, "Yeah, Russ is the number one option." I think Kevin just. I think Kevin Durant is is a better player. I think that he's a better scorer. Yeah. He's a better defender too. I mean, there aren't a lot of things that Russ now, is doing. No, he was good. he was really good in that series. Yes. I guess what I'm getting at with the whole Russ I'm thing just giving is you that shit. I'm just I, yeah. I can tell you're playing devil's advocate, but uh, Russ is, Russ has won two games in the last two years in the playoffs total. You can't say he didn't have any help this year, and he's still can, in game he's still six. Can make it help. What? He didn't have any in game six. <laughs> His help no. went three of whatever. Or four. No, but isn't that more concerning for him that, okay, he, obviously Paul George is having a terrible game. He went two for 16 shooting. And, and Melo didn't have a ton going. 
But Russ wasn't pl- like playing pick and roll with Steven Adams, get, trying to get Steven Adams going. And yes, you can point at Rudy Gobert and him being a great defender and why he's not doing that. But like Russ took 40-plus shots. That's not a recipe for winning in Game 6. You're, and you're not no, going to convince but, me otherwise. No, I, I, I wouldn't really ever say, like, yeah, that's just a good game plan to go with either. But <laughs> you look at, like, Game... What was it, Game 4? When Russ was in all that foul trouble? Um, right. That was a perfect time for Paul George to step up and just, hey, be a fucking scorer yourself. Like, he could have done some well, of that, but... And and you really you know, this whole this either. whole thing started with you saying that you're you're definitely not as excited at the prospect of Paul George coming to your team at, at a max level oh, contract. No, fuck no. And I agree with that wholeheartedly. Like Paul George deserves more criticism coming out of the series and I'll correct myself, like Russ has won three games the last two years because he won two <laughs> this it. year, he won one last year, so I, last my bad. But Paul George Paul George was after, outside of game one where he I think he hit seven or eight threes and had 38 points, was just not up to par the rest of the series. Playoff yeah, P, playoff P stayed home. Yeah. And, and that's more concerning. Um, God damn, maybe it was so fucking dope, though. <laughs> <laughs> Side note. Yeah, so the Sixer, Sixer Celtics game just wrapped up, and Boston's up 2-0. Philly four straight, baby. Which is really, really something. Ben Simmons, rough game tonight. Having a tough time getting anything going. Dude, Brad Stevens stopping Giannis and now stopping Ben Simmons. I mean, dude, he's – it's crazy. Yeah, Brad Stevens, super good coach until you go up against LeBron who just can take any game plan you create and just fuck it up. Yeah, they just don't have – there isn't a player that exists. The, the player that gives him the toughest time defensively is KD. So unless you have him – even Kevin Unless Grant's your team not. is literally more talented than like, yeah, all yeah. of LeBron. You have to have four superstars to beat LeBron. You have to have four top 15 players to beat LeBron. <laughs> it's a lot. I, 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 Dude, I mean, that. I know we're getting off, and I just don't really want to talk about the Thunder we're getting bullshit off. off. <laughs> I, we're just, I don't want to talk about the Thunder bullshit anymore. Dude, LeBron might be the GOAT. I don't know, man. <laughs> like, not that like this is the performance, but yeah, he just say, keeps there's... doing shit. He's thirty three fucking years old, and he just did what he did tonight. Like, it's very holy impressive. fuck. We it's... gotta see. We gotta see what he does the rest of the season. We gotta I mean, see what he does with Houston next year. If he goes to Houston, yeah, or LA, whatever. But I mean, I will say this: if he's able to beat. I said last year too. If he's able to beat this Warriors team by any fucking way, especially with this team without Kyrie, it's an argument. Like we then well, have a discussion. Let's move. <laughs> let's move on to the Warriors because I, I don't think there's a ton to discuss here. People were really optimistic going into the series because the Pelicans were coming off of a sweep against the Blazers, where they played unbelievable. But it turns out that it's trying to guard, stuff, man. trying to guard. Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, who Draymond has had a really, really great start to this series. Clay has been hit or miss, but then, you know, Steph coming off the bench and giving you 28 points, 25 minutes. Turns out it's going to be tough to matching, matching that scoring output. Um, I honestly, the funniest part to me so far in this series is that I, I seriously think that Draymond Green thinks 
uh, Nikola Mirotic's name is motherfucker. I I mean I think that he <laughs> yeah, I dude. think that's he thinks that is his name. I told I taught him, him I told him that actually I talked to Draymond and it was it was awkward because it was during a Bulls game and I was like this motherfucker this motherfucker forty four. Um, so when he got traded, yeah, that's so that's my fault. You take responsibility for that. Well, I appreciate that. I never, yeah, I never changed that. But yeah, there's that picture of Draymond and like Nico, Nico just like face to face and in Draymond's mouth. It literally looks like Draymond Green's breathing fire and to to Nico Amiratich's now cleanly shaven sponsored sponsored uh, face. Yeah, congrats on that sponsorship. I, I, he better got. Better have gotten paid a long, a lot of money because that's gonna take a long time to grow that beard back. But yeah, yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'd look creepy as fuck if I got paid for it. <laughs> despite having really good games, the, or you know, Anthony Davis has not been a monster by any stretch, but he gave you twenty five and fifteen in game two. Mirtich gave you eighteen, and you know he, he eighteen and ten really essentially. Drew, Drew Holiday has been really good the series. Still, he had twenty four, eight and eight. Rajon Rondo, 22-12-5. Set a lot of turnovers, but, you know, the guy shot 8-15 from the field, and if you're getting that from Rajon Rondo, that's a plus. They, they just can't keep up with them. And that's yeah, even I mean, Clay's Clay's not himself. He's 4-20 of 20 in game two. You're not going to see a lot of games like that. The, uh, the Warriors just have too dude, much firepower. Yeah, that's really – I mean, game two, though, they really busted ass. Like, they – gave the Warriors a game, even with, like, yeah, Steph coming off the bit, all of that, like, yeah, man, I really thought game two, that was, like, gonna be the one they could take and steal, and, like, maybe this this turned into a, not a full, it'd be, like, the same situation as the Houston Jazz series, where you're like, alright, this this is gonna be at least more interesting than maybe we thought it was going into it, but, well, and yeah, man, Steph coming into that game, it was just like, because right before that, too, and I, I mean, that just might just be Steve Kirby and fucking brilliant, because you look at that game, like, everything was going uh, the Pelicans' way in that stretch, and they're like, where's Steph, where's Steph, and then there was like a, I think it was a turnover, it was just like two real kind of bad plays, and it was, Warriors came and like scored off a couple Pelicans' mistakes, and then there's a questionable call that went in favor of the Warriors and all of a sudden it was like here comes Steph and then that crowd just got amped the fuck up and it was like uh oh and then he comes in it's a three like off a, off a little off a little curl and like it was like shit like this is incredible like he is well, he's a bad bad man I don't think I mean plus minus is not by any means like my favorite stat in the world but sometimes for specific players in specific games it can be pretty telling in this game like you go down the starting lineup for the Warriors Draymond Green plus 6 Iggy plus 1 KD was actually minus 5 you go down the line everyone's like not too far below or or, uh, above you know 0 net you know net 0 Steph plus 26 in 27 minutes and that just like yeah i mean this from the second that he was on the floor he was just he knew he's gonna play limited minutes he just had a, a ton of pep and step a ton of energy uh and when he What's, takes just those stupidly ill-advised threes yeah. and he can get one to fall it's just like it is just crushing i just Pelicans. 
that kind of shit, when he started doing I was just like, holy fuck, do you haven't played for 23 games or whatever it's been. Like, why are you hitting these now? You are too good. Like, it is going to be weird to explain and just, like, to just show people that won't get to see him right now. Just be like, yeah, this used to be a thing in the NBA. Yeah. Like, this guy. Because I don't think this Except is, like, Except that every kid is trying to emulate their game off of Seth Curry. Yeah, now, but so I just... We'll yeah, those kids aren't... Yeah, hey, maybe Trey Young. Yeah, bullshit. Yeah, because once you start bricking them, though, too many times, like... like stop fucking taking tell those you shots. Wrap it He's up. He's so fucking good, no one can tell him that. Like, you you realize how good you have to be to do that? Like, yeah, no. You're, like, you're not fucking Steph Curry. Get the fuck out of here. Like, get close to the line or pass the ball. Like... It's uh, it's something, but dude, I'm like in such a love affair with this Pelicans team. Uh, it's gonna be sad when we can't play, can't watch Anthony Davis just yeah. wreck house. Dude, he's been fucking awesome. He's been so great. And, and Drew Holiday, dude, Rondo has been awesome. Yeah, Drew Holiday. I mean, they're very really likable team. And, like I was just so happy you got the uh, Rondo v Draymond at the end of half after that game. Like that was. Rajon Rondo two was games. so salty. Dude, do you see him wipe the ball with his face yes. on that free yes. throw? Like, oh, it's so fucking that great. Was, that was really I can't something. wait for Rondo to be a coach. I cannot wait for him to be a head coach. He's going to get so many technicals. I don't think so. I think he's going to be like, oh, come on. He's going to do some shit. He's going to do some shit like J-Kid with like the spill water on me. Like, hit me. Hit me, hit me, hit me. <laughs> that was, that was, that was an all-time great move. Shout out to J-Kid. Shout out to um, J-Kid. Let's, uh, let's close up shop here, PJ. Do you have any shout outs before we call it a day? Uh, shout out allergies. Sorry for everyone that had to, uh, I was trying to mute it as much as possible, but literally summer or it turned from being winter to spring on May 1st and like May 2nd, I just got hit and the allergies are firing up. Um, really, really my biggest shout out is Donovan Mitchell for tweeting out the photo of him after he dunked the ball last night, hang out on the rim, tweet out game blouses. Um, so he's on a fast track to being one of my top 10 favorite players. Um, I only have one shout-out this week, and that shout-out is for Patrick Beverly's mom for winning the prize. Damn it, you took my other one! Damn it, you took my other one! Which is just just the best. Damn it! how does that happen? I should have gone with that one first. Damn you. Yes, that was my second one. That was awesome. Oh, so... And we, I heard this. I, I would never have known this if I did not listen to the OTR podcast. Uh, friend Will Ducey, shout out. But the yodeling kid has a record deal now. How is that yeah. possible? He dropped a single last week. Yeah, I have not listened to that, but like. It's not really a song I would think a 13 year old should be singing, but it worked. Um, I have one more shout out. Why well, two, actually? Um, and then I'm done. Uh, the one Dwayne Wade showing up on the Ellen show to, uh, talk to, uh, the, uh, Waffle House hero, James Shaw Jr. Pretty cool, um, little thing. And, uh, also Dwayne Wade for, uh, 
clapping at your son Ilyasova uh, for saying how the Heat stadium wasn't full. Um, final shout out, which is really just a Twitter thing, but um, shout out to all those that contributed to uh, hashtag if slavery was a choice. I have been literally just cracking up at my cubicle at every one of those I've seen. So I that's I have a, not I'm not had much Twitter time. So it is quite the Twitter thing, and and shout out to <laughs> that. Just it's. <laughs> Every single thing I've seen, I just start dying. Like, if I miss some, let me know. Like, send it my way. It's <laughs> so fucking funny. Jesus. Fuck Kanye and this bullshit. His album needs to come out and he needs to get the fuck out of here again. Yeah, Kanye. That's that's the music. I was. I'm less excited for it now than I than I was when it. And go see Infinity Wars. Uh, Positive note. So I still haven't seen that. I I need to convince someone to accompany me this weekend. The the old girlfriend is not a big fan. So go by yourself. Did you go by yourself? No, I had people that wanted to see it with me, but I would have gone and seen it by myself. No one did. Also, Mm -hmm. we didn't talk about. I think we did in the first recording. We didn't on this, but. The Drake versus Kendrick Perkins feud, another feud that we missed. Oh yeah, it kind of glazed over that tonight, just because there wasn't really a ton to to be fighting about with the Raptors down by twenty most second half. But but what the fuck was Drake thinking? I don't know. <laughs> if I'm Kendrick Perkins, I'm trying to hit up Rihanna since Rihanna said they're not really, she's not really friends with Drake anymore. Yeah, I just read that. I, well, I think it's pretty easy for Drake to be to be talking a lot of shit on the sideline when he literally has a team of bodyguards around him. I mean, yeah, but Draymond Green would literally turn him into his the adult version of the his character from Degrassi if he got his hands on him. He would literally turn him into Jimmy Brooks. I would not yeah. fuck with Kendrick Perkins. No. I don't think Drake's bodyguards is enough to stop Kendrick Perkins either. I think, I think Drake's just lucky he had yeah, all those he had a couple guys, so I think he probably would have been okay. No. But I agree in that if I'm picking a fight with a guy in the NBA, Kendrick, Kendrick Perkins is pretty far down the list. I, I agree with you there. Yeah, man. Is wild. Find, then, find someone else to pick a fight with. Just get, get focus on the Raptors getting their stuff together, Drake. Um, but yeah, everyone, thank you for listening. Check us out at the point forward NBA at gmail.com, at the point forward NBA on Twitter. Um, please leave us a review if you like what's going on, and we'll talk to all of you next week. LeBronto!